Hello and welcome. We want to thank everybody for joining us for our first ever episode of In the Hole. It's a sports podcast basically about getting ourselves out of the hole. My name is Bake and I am alongside Parm. Hey. And Nate. What's going on? Uh, what I want to start talk about first is our little marketing media guy, Nate. He's going to take us through our Twitter handle so you guys can hopefully get get on our Twitter and that's where we're gonna post a lot of our picks if they're not on our podcast. So Nate, take it away. Yeah, so uh, our podcast is uh, going to be posting bi-weekly, two times a week. Um, and that way we're gonna be posting picks on Twitter that have the lines. Our Twitter handle is at I T H Sport Podcast. So that's ITH Sport Podcast. Follow us. You'll see many, many picks throughout the week, updating lines, updating what's going on. Uh, and that way our locks of the pick will be on there. So that way you're definitely getting yourself out of the hole. We hope. Yeah, our goal this in this podcast is to basically get you guys um, picks that, that hopefully for the for the average gambler who – is in the hole more than likely, or maybe hopefully you're in the green. Um, hopefully get you guys some some picks and ultimately some locks that'll we'll call get you out of the hole locks of the week. Um, like Nate said, especially with March Madness right around the corner next week, um, we hope to be doing this bi-weekly so we can get some picks out and hopefully you guys can enjoy this. So yeah, have we'll, fun with it. We'll uh, make sure everyone sends some stuff into Twitter. If you got some funny stories, make sure you do that too. And we also want to make sure you guys understand that you are gambling at your own risk. We are not professionals, but we are by no way, shape, or form telling you to take our picks. Hopefully, we definitely steer you guys in the right direction and make you guys some money. But if we happen to go on a cold streak, please don't blame us. But we are degenerates. That doesn't happen. This is true. We are degenerates. So I think we'll start um, our first ever episode. With the NBA and and coming up, we'll, we'll give you guys some news during the podcast, but ultimately it's geared towards gambling. So um, I'm going to start out and, and and talk a little bit about the NBA and how I am so upset last night because I saw it clear as day. The <laughs> Suns beating my Warriors. I am a Golden State fan. I am a North Carolina fan. Harrison Barnes, before he was traded, was my guy. The worst and, kind of fan. Let's bring that up. Oh, no, we'll get into that, I'm sure. But back to the Suns, I knew that plus 16 and a half was just so much for the Warriors who have not played good. They're, they're four, um, four and six in their last 10 games. Um, and I just I just had this feeling that they, they would not cover. And looking the money line dead in the face at plus $1,423, I almost took it. I almost, guys... I could be real happy today, but I basically pussy out. And um, that's another thing you'll find out in this episode. <laughs> that, <laughs> that I never take bets that I want to take. Baker is king of, oh, I had this. I should have bet that. This is true. This is true. But anyways, um, the Suns play, playing well right now. Um, not not so much in their standings, but they, they're, they're a streaky team that, that kind of cover a lot of overs and they, and they cover a lot of, a lot of spreads um, and stuff like that. So, and the Warriors are actually on the opposite side of that. So what, what are you guys thoughts about that in the NBA? 
So for me right now, I think the biggest thing is you're going to see teams start to do a couple of things. Uh, what do they got about? 15 games left, 16 games left. I think like 10. Yeah, 10 could even be less. So I think you're going to see tanking season come into full effect. And I think you're going to see some teams definitely start heading into that because they want to get a higher draft pick. So some teams that I would definitely look for would be anyone down at the bottom start tanking. And then also people up at the top is where they start to play the basketball, or excuse me, their best basketball. I think a team you got to watch out for is the Celtics. Um, I definitely am a big Celtics fan, but I do think that. It's such a long season from the time they start in October to the time they're basically getting right ahead into the playoffs, and good teams find a way to play their best basketball or best any ball at the at uh, the best excuse me at the end of the season. So I think the Celtics are going to be a good team, along with teams like Milwaukee, or uh, I think the Golden State Warriors are eventually going to figure it out. But teams like that, and and you think Dylan? Let's let's talk about that because you you bring up the Celtics and. And a lot of their spreads are, are a little bit big, minus 9, minus 10, especially when they're playing a tanking team. Um, but with all the disconnect that's going on, and you as a big, I actually go through you with a lot of my Celtics pick picks and stuff. Um, even with them, talk about their what – what do you guys – what do you think about their in their locker room right now with all these problems going around with Ky- Kyrie and Kyrie maybe leaving to the Knicks next year and all that stuff. Um, what do you see hopefully going on here in the next couple weeks? I think they fix it. I think it's actually already fixed. I think you'll see that. You guys won't see that for this game tonight, but you will see the Celtics cover at the Clippers for their fourth home cover and, uh, or excuse me, fourth road cover in the last few nights. But they're a good team. They're going to figure it out. And um, I think ultimately what hurt them through the most of the year was that last year was gravy. I mean, they shouldn't have been where they were. And last year they were a fun team to bet on because the lines were so behind. And this year that they've just, I don't know, I think everyone anticipated them winning the East, no LeBron, and they were the front runner. And I think they had a hard time adjusting with it on top of getting some guys back. But I do think that the Celtics are 100% going to start cover a majority of the games going forward. They're due. I mean, it's a season of averages, and I think they haven't covered many games during this year. And I think they're due. Wasn't it one of the Morris twins that said the other night that uh, they figured it out on that long trip home? Yeah, and then he also said Kyrie was a good leader. So, I mean, Marcus Morris is a thug, and anybody who goes against him, I would not. <laughs> and that, and that's and that's crazy that you said that because Kyrie has a good leader, and that's all he's been complaining about is how, how good LeBron was and how, how much he was struggling with this team this year. So um, that's an interesting uh, take from the Morris yeah did you see did you see what Kyrie said today he actually apologized for it so I mean this is the perfect I did see that this is a team that is poised at like they're two games or a game and a half behind the Pacers right now for the three seed all they got to do is I don't know they have an easy schedule down the stretch figure it out play like a team stay healthy and then next thing you know they'll be the three seed and everyone will be talking about how they're going to win the east after they get past someone in the first round I will say this: um, Boston is thirty-three and thirty-two and two this year against the spread, um, covering at a little bit above fifty percent. So that is something to look forward to. And, and as much turmoil that looks like is going on going on in Boston, they are over the fifty percent mark, which is money, hopefully for gamblers. Yeah. Uh, um, Nate, what what are your thoughts here on the NBA? Um, what do you got? For the, for the viewers and the, the listeners that they should be looking forward to? Uh, well, my Hornets had another dumpster season, so nothing new there. How do you, how do you, how are you a Hornets fan? Adam Morrison, dude, come on. Adam Morrison, that's a hot take. 
mustache. That is the best mustache ever. One of the greatest Not college basketball players to ever play. I mean, if you were oh. if you were to rank mu- people with mustaches like top ten mustaches of all time, yeah, he's up there. He's probably like number five. Uh, he might be high. I don't know if I can remember like many many more good mustaches. Moose Gossage. I mean, other words of that. No, no, Biggs. Another thing you got to watch for isn't just tanking. It's a it's the teams that have already clinched start resting their players. That's another game that I love to bet on. Yep, that that is true. And and that I mean, kind of, sort of what you said, but actually not actually not even close. Um, <laughs> yeah, because look that, at Milwaukee. a team that like they're they're two teams that have already clinched basically the one and the two seed. Yeah, eventually one's going to be the one seed, and they'll just start resting people like the last four or five games of the season. And for for the record, Milwaukee is thirty nine twenty five and three this year at a, at a sixty point nine percent coverage rate against the against the spread. So Milwaukee is interesting going forward in that resting case. Um, but another team that I'm going to go go back to Nate, but another team that Parm kind of talks about um, with that whole theory is the Lakers and a minutes restriction with LeBron. Yeah, um, how that's going to affect them. Rondo not playing a lot. They're going to start resting their guys, like with uh, Lonzo Ball being hurt or who what he says is hurt. Um, that could be another team that you got to look out for with resting their guys. But back to Nate. So let's let's talk about Charlotte and and, and what other. No one wants to talk about Charlotte. That is true, unless it's like Michael Jordan. Even though, um, even though they are twenty nine, thirty five, and two this year, not very good. You know who's so a team kind of I'm telling you to bet against right now? Who? Indiana Pacers. Ooh, explain. I don't know, man. It's just something about them. Obviously, they don't have Oladipo, so they're playing. You know, they're going down the stretch without probably, arguably, their best player. And they've gotten they got smoked last night on the road. And uh, they're not a very good road team, which again, not many teams are a great road team. But I think this year they're 17 and 16 on the road. Um, and I just think that they're the you know the clock's about to strike midnight for this team. They've kind of over overperformed all year, and as they head into like the last ten to fifteen games, I think that they're gonna you know the gas is gonna start to come in, and they're gonna start running out of it. So I'm telling you right now, I got a gut feeling. I think the Pacers. I also think they got a tougher schedule coming up. They played some easier games ahead of the season, and I think that the Pacers are a team that I would bet against actually. Well, they're neck and neck right now with the uh, Celtics too. Yeah, so I mean, in the three, four, and five seed. Uh, Philly Pacers. Are it's in tied one game that separates them all. Celtics. Yeah, exactly. And I think that the Celtics are a team that has experience. They're going to kick it in. Pacers are just going to poop themselves by the end of the season. But they have enough, enough of a gap in front of the Pistons, so that way uh, they'll just yeah, fall they'll, to they'll the stay. five and then have to play either the Sixers or the Celtics, who are going to be clicking at the end of the season. So yeah, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Whoever gets the three seed gets to play the Pistons, and then gets to play a team like Toronto on the road or a team like Toronto who kind of stinks in the playoffs. So, I mean, I would love to be the three seed right now. Yeah. And, and to go to your point with Indiana, um, Indiana, another cold, hard stat. You're going to find out on this podcast that I'm a big stats guy. Um, but against the spread, Indiana at home, 20 and 14, pretty good at home, but on the road, on the road. And I think this goes to your point, um, 13 and 19 and one it's, that's, a complete flip script right there. So, especially with all the people hurt, um, I could definitely see that. Now, I, I will say this that. about the Celtics too, though, is I hate to say this is going to kill me. 
when the Celtics play back to back, bet the mortgage on the Celtics not covering the spread on a back to back game. They struggle because a Kyrie can't play two games back to back in a row. Gordon Hayward typically can't. They always rest a guy like Rozier. Like they on games where they got to play back to back, it is rough, especially if it's on the road. Yeah. But the nice part about it is, is there's not many games like that for the rest of the year. Like even in the postseason, it's like what three days in between each game. Yeah, especially like coming down the stretch. Yeah, and that and that's going to be interesting when when we get to the playoffs because there there are never a back to back in the playoffs. So um, everyone's Celtics fully healthy. Should be fine. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Isn't it two to three days in the playoffs? Yeah, too many. It's at least two to three days sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a lot. Do you want to get into some of the games for tonight? Yeah, actually, as as I'm sitting here looking at it, um, I mean tonight. Now, now you guys have to realize um, to our listeners that we are actually recording a day before. So this will I'm going to talk about a game I actually bet tonight, and and it's actually a team that I like. And then we'll talk about Tuesday night's game, so you guys can hopefully have some picks um, coming up for Tuesday. But I actually took Brooklyn against Detroit uh, tonight. They they are looking good, and I like the Nets a lot this year. Um, they are a team that's not talked about a lot, but has been sneaky good in their conference. And they're up 61-35 as, as we speak right now, going into halftime. So knock on wood, let's, let's, let's hope that keeps up. But the Nets, I, I like them a lot this year. Um, that's a team that I, I picked, like I said, tonight. So Nate, yeah. what what uh what picks do you have for the NBA? Do you have any picks coming up, um, for hopefully for Tuesday night? Well, I mean, <clears throat> we just talked how the Pacers are a team to bet against, but they are playing the Knicks. So the Knicks stink. <laughs> they stink on ice. They're more yeah. worried about kicking fans out of yeah. their <laughs> of their stadium than getting fans in right now. I mean, right now. Yeah, no. The Pacers are minus twelve, so I. Yeah, but dude, it's the Knicks in Indiana. That's true. I think they can cover that. Full, you're full tank mode, so I would say yeah. (laughs) I go with that one, dude. This is Zion. It's tank for Zion. Yeah, Zion. (laughs) Yeah, the dude has one knee left, but tank for Zion. Yeah, you got to. If you're the Knicks, that's all you have. All you got to hope for is that you get the number one lottery ping pong, and then you convince a guy like Durant or Kyrie to leave a championship team and go to New York. That's that's really all you have. Or Kawhi. Or Clay. Or Kawhi, yeah. Dude, Somebody. there's so many NBA free agents coming up. Like, Dude, NBA drama is the best drama. It's too. ridiculous. It really is. It like, really NBA is. NBA Twitter is fantastic. NBA like drama is the best drama. Kemba's a free agent. Jimmy Butler. Like Porzingis, imagine if he went back inside with New York. Hmm. Is he really free agent already? He's um, a restricted free agent, but yeah. Right. Well, how about you, Parm? You got any picks for for the viewers? Yeah, I'm actually gonna go with the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, they're on the road at the Clippers. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of teams going back to back, especially in the NBA. I even know it's a back to back against uh, at home. You know, it's a little different than on the road. But I don't think that the Clippers are that good of a team. Um, I if I had to pick, I'm going to say that I would bet. Uh, I'd bet the Blazers. They're in a dog hunt for a three seed, and I think that uh, with the spread being 
Looks like right now it's minus two and a half. I think that is something that I would take. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, if you look, the, the Clippers are in the playoffs. I don't think the Kings are going to do, do much to actually catch them. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're the Clippers, you're really not – you're going to go up to seven or six. But, I mean, do you, who do you want to play less? Golden State, Denver, or Houston? <laughs> So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's pick your poison at that point almost. And uh, I do think that Portland is... I think they have more to gain by winning yeah, I do. than the Clippers do. And what was the last time Portland played? Portland, so how many days rest did they have? They're coming off of, they played the Suns. Let's see here. Da, da, da. Uh, the ninth and the seventh. That's a, so that's like almost... Three or four days rest, so yeah, I'm taking the Clipper or the uh, I'm taking the Trailblazers. They've got a lot of games coming up. Twelfth, fifteenth, sixteenth, eighteenth. Are they on the road for a lot of them too? Um, yeah. So then I think they have to win this game tonight. So I'm taking. I even I love that game more now. Next three games are on the road. I. I actually agree. I I have that as one of my one of my picks, but actually it's not it's not the Blazers. Um it's not even Clippers. I actually like the over in that game at 231 and a half. Mm. Um Port, Portland scores and, and they are ranked in the top 10 of it going over under records. They hit the over um they're in the top 10 percentage in the league. And and the Clippers aren't far behind and I think the Clippers at home even though it's a back-to-back, I think that Portland is not a great defensive team. Um, McCollum and Lillard can light it up, and Clippers are like a. Ever since they got rid of like DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin and Chris Tobias Paul and Harris, was, yeah, all, all those guys. Ever since that's then, the late um, game too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I feel like points don't exist after eleven o'clock at night, so they're just I, firing them up. There's no defense after eleven o'clock at night. But, well, there's no defense in the West Coast. We'll say that, but. At the same time, like I was saying, I just I just think that that game hits hits over two thirty one two thirty one and a half actually isn't that high um, sure. for the for the for a team for two teams that could pull it, fill it up. Do like you know that. that's that's one one fifteen one sixteen game or one seventeen one fifteen? I, I I can definitely see that happen. So sure. I, I actually like the over in that game. Do you know what those Blazers are against the spread this season? What are they? Thirty seven and twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Blazers. Oh, check the Clippers. I think the Clippers are thirty-nine and twenty-five. I want to say thirty-eight and twenty-nine. Or excuse me, yeah, thirty-nine and twenty-eight. So that that could be that's that's a very interesting game to me, and another reason why I like the over. Um, I actually I actually have two more games, um, that I'm interested in. Uh, one is Milwaukee Bucks. They are minus nine tomorrow, and we talked about Milwaukee earlier. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. It already went up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna monitor that and I'll throw that on Twitter um, tomorrow as the day goes on. Um, but they're they're at the Pelicans. Pelicans are they're they're either they're either feast or famine with Anthony Davis right now. They're pretty they're much tank good. mode too. Yeah, I, the, the other night they covered against somebody. I can't remember who, but it's either it's either really close or it's not even it's not close. And I think the Bucks are just gonna be too much for for them to handle. Um, and the other one is Chicago against, like I said, the Lakers earlier. They're, they're at home. They're at home plus one. Um, yeah, you don't have to touch it. Chicago is just like this team that, again, um, 
nobody really talks about. They think they stink, but at home they're surprising. They're they're not bad at home. Um, so I, I like both of those both of those games. And and you've got uh, LeBron on a minutes restriction too. Correct. I'll I'll, I'll be monitoring. I think the least he's on the floor, the better right now for them. <laughs> Dude, you you honestly might be right. I'm dead serious. I would want him to play more. I actually had a friend of mine who was texting me some bets, and he was he's like on a four zero hot streak because he's just literally bet against LeBron for the last week and a half. And I'm like, wow, how did I not see that? Do it, and that's a that's a good point. Like, <laughs> why? How? It almost seems too easy. Yeah. To not do and Dude, he mentally checked out. LeBron is being the biggest LeBron in the entire world and he's going to he's mentally checked out and he's gonna blame it on everyone else. He's gonna activate and deactivate and reactivate every which way from Wednesday for the postseason that he's not gonna get into and then he's just mm-hmm. gonna complain all off season and then he's gonna find like a trash guy like Jimmy Butler to go play with him and somebody else and then dude LeBron is over. Did you see the report that came out saying that um, Lakers personnel really wanted to re-sign Brooke Lopez and Julius Randle? And Magic, he went against it and wanted JaVal McGee. Um, oh, and those other schmunks that they got. Until LeBron actually has a coach that can reel him in, he's done, man. He's done. He he. There's Boy, never been a coach that has done that to LeBron. Every coach that has ever coached for LeBron, has been fired. Well, let's uh, let's think about this also. Dude, Luke Walton was taken in the same draft as LeBron. Yeah. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. He was taken in the same draft. How is LeBron, as the best player in the world, let's be serious, look at a coach and be like, yeah, you were taking, what, 20 picks after me, and you're going to try and coach me? No, no, that makes sense. So I like, actually – like, I guarantee you, like, that's, that's why he's not a leader. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a leader. I would agree. He needs like, like a Greg Popovich. Regardless of the job. Mm-hmm. If you had Greg Popovich coaching him well, and guiding him. Here's the catch-22, though. How about the fact that Luke Walton was a coach for the Gold State Warriors whenever Steve Kerr was out and he still found a way to win games? Yeah. It's true. It's true. Well, it's one around with him. Yeah. But uh, let's get on to the college hoops. I was just about to say, I think it's time for us to switch gears and into the more important stuff, especially with, with it being March and – what's going on here this coming up week. Um, let's talk about college hoops. Nate, you want to kick us off with that? I mean, go blue, obviously. <laughs> Nate, as you, you'll find out very soon, if not already, he's a big Michigan fan. Um, the team that has probably had the biggest turnaround from beginning of the season to the end of the season right now, looking as title contender early in the season they right stink. now. They struggle they in conference play. play. That is a they big fact. Stink. They stink on ice, and they they beat my Tar Heels earlier this year, and I actually thought they were the real deal. Can you say that right again? Now. Can you say that again? <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, um, as much as he says go blue, I think I think where we need to start, and I think it's no question the best the best conference in <laughs> in America right now in college basketball is. Is the ACC and and what's going on that and especially since that one kick, kicks off tomorrow um, and the earliest right now. But um, what are your guys' thoughts on, on the ACC tournament coming up? I mean, the ACC is where it's at. At the end of the day, some I mean, it ever since the Big East basically joined it, even though there still is a Big East. ACC is it's where it's at. It's it's the new it's the new Big East. Yeah, 
I, I definitely agree with that. And, and you can almost, you can almost argue that, you know, the big East was starting to die and, and that's tough, a tough argument, but you can almost say that when all these teams joined the ACC, um, the big East was probably some of the best pure basketball back in the yeah. early, early, mid to two thousands and nineties and, um, before they broke up, but uh, with Syracuse, Louisville, um, Notre Dame all joined the ACC for sure. That is definitely the best basketball. But it's also the most fun to watch because if you like, when was the last time you sat there and was like, "Geez, I'm craving to watch a Big Ten grinded out 47 to 42 basketball game." Uh, Sunday I, night, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday night, actually. Or I think it was Saturday. I, well, and that's the best thing about the ACC is you get you can get the best of both worlds there when when you get a Duke North Carolina 89-80 game, but then all of a sudden you flip the script and then you get a Duke versus Virginia and Virginia grinds it out like like a Big Ten and team and they play great defense and all of a sudden you get a team that's averaging 80, 90 plus points grinding out and it's a 65-60 game. I think Virginia is the best of both worlds. Virginia is a team again that I'm going to stay away from. I'm not going to put any money on them. I want nothing to do with them in postseason hoops at all. No, dude, you got to bet against them. They choke every year. Dude, and one of the best regular season teams, and they just can't figure it out in the postseason. I mean, they lost to UMBC. Well, <laughs> and I, I'm a big believer in like people say defense wins championships, but at that level, at such a high level, Virginia is the exact reason why that is false. You you can't go through a tournament when you're playing such high competition and you have to win eight games in a row and you're playing it back-to-back-to-back nights. That's too much. That's too much oh, on, on with, your defense. The thing with Virginia, it's not just a matter of defense wins championships. It's the fact that they have no offense. The, the saying isn't defense and no offense wins championships. <laughs> the saying is defense wins championships. And that's kind of what makes this team a little interesting this year is they, they actually do shoot it relatively that is well. Compared to previous seasons, yeah, they're definitely a lot better than that. And, and Kyle Guy, that dude, ever since he stepped a foot on Virginia campus, um, has hit three after three. He's been really good. Um, so that that is an interesting team. I think I'd have to agree with Nate. That's a team I'm staying away from. Um, not saying I bet against them or bet with them. I just don't even want to touch them. I don't, I don't want to – even though they're the favorite right now um, – if if Duke is Zion less, um, which it doesn't seem like they're going to be, but they are the favorite to win the ACC, I still stay away ten foot pole. Sure, I don't want nothing to do with them. I think that another key factor is, and I mean, this is just kind of like how things pan out. You know, Roy Williams goes down with vertigo. Team kind of rallies behind for that comeback victory. You good over there? Yeah. Well, I think UNC is the team that's going to not run through the ACC tournament, but I think they're going to win each game by at least five points. Um, I think that they're playing for Roy. I don't know. I, I don't think that he's going away anytime soon, but I'm just saying that he clearly has some health issues after what happened earlier in the season. Um, I think that's something that factors in come, come bigger games that, you know, that's – this is one we're winning for for coach. Hmm. So then, yeah. who do you guys for? Who do you guys like for the games tomorrow? Then, so I mean, you got three games. You got wait. It's, it's the uh, first round, right? So you got Wake Forest, Miami, yep. and then you got Notre Dame and Tech, and then you got Pittsburgh, Boston College. Who do you guys like? 
Uh, my my favorite game out of those is Wake Forest. Um, I like Wake Forest at Miami. Um, they are getting seven points. I like that. Seven. Um, I actually, on, on another website, I have them at seven and a half. Um, I'm pretty sure they played Miami close both times this year. Um, and and I, I just think come tournament time, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of blowouts. So in this in this game, um, particularly first round, um, maybe some jitters. I, I, I like the points. That, that's a lot of points. Seven, seven points a lot in a first-round game. The over-under um, is 141 and a half, too. Yep. That's a I, lot to put I, up uh, in the first game. That, that is a lot to put up. I, I do Dude, how about this? That. The game is at noon. Yeah. So that's huge. Dude, tis the season. Like Thank God for noon basketball. Thank God, because but I also think like, how do you go out there and play basketball at noon when you've been playing at seven and eight? So I'm, I am going to take Wake Forest. I'm going to take Wake Forest with you on that one. I think that Miami's not going to really, Miami does not win postseason games. So I'm going to say Wake Forest wins this game, or at least covers this game, and then they're going to win at noon. I'm with you. Yeah, Good. I would agree. Um, then the next one you got is Tech. That's at two, like you said, love it. Um, but I don't. I don't know much about this one. I haven't really honestly watched a lot of Georgia Tech this year. It's a game and a half. Or, excuse me, Notre Dame's minus one and a half. <laughs> um, Georgia Tech stinks, but Notre Dame stinks. It's not your normal Notre Dame team. So gun to head, who do you pick? Gun to head. Um, you just take the home favorite since it's minus one. Or no, actually, Notre Dame's a favorite on the road. Yeah. Yeah, no, Notre Dame's a favorite. I, take, I think I you take, take Georgia Tech. I, I actually am on the opposite side. I, I take Notre Dame. Notre Dame won by 10 at home and lost by two on the road at Georgia Tech neutral site. Um, I think I like I like Notre Dame. I, I, Where is I'm the like tournament a, this year? Greensboro? Is it it's Barclays? not Greensboro. No, it's not Barclays. It's somewhere in North Carolina. Here's one uh, thing. to uh, Here's something else to consider. Notre Dame's lost their last seven games in a row. <laughs> they're due. Love it. Yeah. Do. <laughs> um, and then Back lastly, they're in Charlotte. They're in Charlotte this year. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. So, yeah, that's why I actually like Wake Forest, though. That's a home game for them. Kind of is. That's pretty close. Yeah. Um, then the next last game is going to be Pittsburgh and BC. I'm taking BC. I agree. Plus one. I 100% agree on that. Pittsburgh stinks. They, they are brutal. And, uh, and to be to be perfectly honest with you, in in the law in the grand scheme of things, all three of these games kind of stink. Um, yeah, I mean, they they definitely get better, but the bottom of the barrel of the ACC is definitely the bottom of the barrel. I don't I don't think there's anybody that chooses outside of alumni or former players. Go, yo, hey, did you watch the Wake Forest Miami game last night, or the Pittsburgh Boston College game? I, that's, that's tough. Um, there's definitely b- different games, better games on. But um, with, with that being the best conference, I think those are the, those are the three best picks of yeah. the night. So, Nate. Um, day, really. Nate, keep track of who bet what, and then we'll keep tally on it. And then for some of the games heading towards the next couple of days, we'll tweet them out, what we like and what we don't like. Um, maybe some trap games or games that we obviously will fall in the trap for. And then uh, – I guess kind of go from there, and then obviously once we get closer to tournament time, we'll get out some more picks. Yeah, and that and that's that's a good point, it, it, especially with um the ter- us this being our first 
podcast episode um, ever and the tournament next week. This is a great trial run for us, um, but we are definitely going to put out more picks, um, hopefully helping you guys out. And that is our Twitter handle again, at ITH Sport Podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter. Tweet at us what you like, what you don't like. If you think we're, we're not very good, if you think we're great, thanking us, cussing us out, whatever you guys think. It's we don't care either I- way. That is right. It is at ITH Sport Podcast. ITH standing for in the hole.